From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Here we go on another week, and as a matter of fact, it is the last week of the New Orleans Pelicans season. Hard to believe we have just two games to go, but... They're both at home, and tonight we'll see the Oklahoma City Thunder, and on Wednesday we'll see the Houston Rockets, and then it's done. Uh, 82 games will be in the book, uh, and that I don't think that's hit me quite yet. Uh, what did hit me, though, was a nice Sunday yesterday and uh, beautiful weather in New Orleans over the weekend. I think that many of you, from what I understand, enjoyed French Quarter Festival all weekend long. Uh, I think that uh, even producer Dan partook in the part. Uh, did you partake in French Quarter Fest over the weekend? No. You, 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 and me might be the only. You and I might be the only ones who did not. I think they had like half a million people down here in the city. Oh yeah, you were working. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, you were off yesterday. Anyway, hope you all had a great French Quarter Fest um, yesterday. Got a lot of family time. That was nice. And I watched the Masters yesterday uh, quite a bit. Certainly, I watched the Cardinals beat the Cubs, but that's a whole other story. And I don't think you want to really talk about that. But. The Masters was was fun. Congratulations to Bubba Watson, by the way, winning his second green jacket yesterday. And it struck me yesterday uh, what I like about the PGA Tour. I'm not an avid PGA Tour guy, per se. I mean, I do enjoy golf. I like watching the world's best. But you know what's interesting about golf and about the Masters and everything else is that there's you don't have salary cap conversations, trade talk, all these periphery things that... Uh, yes, I get into with the NBA and the NFL and MLB and NHL and everything else, but there's something about you've got to score a certain score or achieve a certain something to get into one of these big tournaments like the Masters. And then they just go out there and you play and you finish where you finish and you make money based on where you finish and we move on to the next thing. And it seems so simplistic in that sense. It's a professional sport. The compensation is strictly based upon your performance week in, week out, and your ability to get in and participate in that um, competition is, like in the Masters, you have to either have won, uh, get an exemption, uh, or have won a tournament uh, during the previous uh, season to, uh, to get it done. So I, I guess I was struck by the simplicity of how that works on the PGA Tour, and I really enjoyed watching the young guys who are trying to make a name for themselves right now in that, uh, in that world without some of the regulars. You know, Mick Mickelson is gone for the weekend. Tiger Woods couldn't participate. Uh, yes, there were some familiar names, and you've got the history tied in with some guys working through the four days, but watching Bubba Watson yesterday, watching the young guys, I don't know. It just it was very enjoyable, so I, so I thought I'd bring it up today. Uh, the NHL playoffs start later this week, and the NBA playoffs soon to follow after that. There is a lot to watch on the NBA scoreboard the next couple of nights, and actually 
the uh, two teams that the Pelicans are playing this week still have a little bit to play for. Um, I want to say that Oklahoma City, because they lost yesterday, still has to win one more to secure the number two spot. And Houston's in a position to where they need to make sure that they have home floor advantage in the first round. And to do so, they have to play well over their next couple of games. They get San Antonio tonight, and then they'll be here on Wednesday. So, really, uh, there's still quite a few reasons to come out to the Smoothie King Center and check out these next two ball games. Also along those lines, what we've seen here over the last couple of days, you can, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it certainly as it's unbelievable that the Pelicans missed their top seven scorers on Saturday night at Houston, and it was much the case uh, on Friday night against Oklahoma City, and we'll see how that plays out over the next two. But maybe, maybe the thing to watch right now is the young guys getting a bigger chance than I think any of us, including them, could have imagined here down the stretch of the regular season. Austin Rivers uh, scored a season high in points, set a new career high in minutes on Saturday night. Luke Babbitt, they actually drew up plays just for Luke in that game on Saturday, and he comes home with a new career high, albeit in a loss. Certainly James Sutherland's been interesting to watch, the D-League call-up that's now played two games with the Pelicans. He's certainly not afraid by any means at this level. And then today, I don't know if you've heard yet or not, but there was another significant roster move made by the Pelicans, and that is the release of Greg Steamsma and the signing of Melvin Eli, who many of you may remember from his two seasons with the Hornets starting in 07-08. He was a part of that team that went almost to the Western Conference Finals, losing in Game 7 to the San Antonio Spurs. He is here today and will be available in any uniform tonight. He's 35 years old. He spent the last two seasons with the Texas Legends, where this season he was the oldest active player in the D-League, And so he gets one more taste of the NBA here this week. Who knows what it will lead to. Um, But certainly it was good to see Melvin this morning at shoot-around. And we'll see how he can play in these last two games and what Monty Williams uh, can do with a couple of guys who have not been in the fold running this offense and defense for the entire season. So there still are some intriguing storylines, I guess is what I'm getting at, here in these last two home games for the New Orleans Pelicans. With all that being said, we have General Manager Dell Demps on today's Black and Blue Report. And I think we'll probably talk less to Dell about Melvin Eli and James Sutherland, who are just brand new to the fold here, but more about the guys that I mentioned earlier, the ones that are getting an increased role because of all the injuries and that could play into the Pelicans' future. Rivers, Darius Miller, Luke Babbitt, that group. And we'll check in with Dell today on the show. A little bit later in the show, we will hear from Melvin Eli and James Sutherland and get some fresh thoughts from them. And then we'll continue our NFL Draft Preview Series today uh, as the Detroit Lions are next up for us. They have the 10th pick overall in the first round. They have a couple of picks later on in the draft, fourth round to be exact. And we'll uh, check in with Tim Twentyman from DetroitLions.com and get uh, his perspective on what the Lions may or may not do with their pick, especially early in that draft coming up on May the 8th. So a pretty busy Monday show for you. Hope you stay dry, and uh, we'll get started with Dell Demps. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? 
Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. This is Pelican 4 with Tyreek Evans, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. Don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Report, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you like, at Sean Kelly Live. Del Demps next up for us here on the Black and Blue Report. As we mentioned in our first segment, Mr. Demps today signed Melvin Eli for these last two games out of the D League. He was with the Texas Legends, and the Pelicans today released Greg Steemsma, waived him for the remainder of the season. And uh, also, as I uh, discussed in the first segment, we talked to Del Demps uh, earlier today. More about the uh, Rivers, Miller, Babbitt evaluations, how some of these young guys are getting some chances here with all the injuries uh, down the stretch of the season. So this is my visit earlier today uh, in a nondescript location, to say the least, over here at Smoothie King Center um, with Dell Dems. Dell, you know, the other night I'm looking at the ball game against the Houston Rockets and the seven leading scorers in the roster are all unavailable to play the other night. I, I can't ever remember a season that I've been associated where it's been like that. What about you, though? I mean, whether it be playing or as a front office man, uh, either in the D League or the NBA. Yeah, I looked at that also, and um, it wasn't how we drew it up in the summer. <laughs> and so, but, you know, also, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that try to look at the glasses halfway full. And so it was an opportunity for the other guys to go show what they can do. And, you know, I thought, um, you know, I thought Luke and Darius and Austin, and I thought those guys, you know, they, they, they looked at it as an opportunity too, and I thought they really played hard. You know, I just wished that you know, the game was probably three minutes shorter. The, the idea of looking at guys in adverse situations against teams that are fighting for playoff spots, I guess is that the, if you put them in the crucible or the fire, if you will, is that the best way to evaluate guys? Yeah, you're getting a real look because the Rockets needed to win that game. Um, so you're getting a real look at how guys perform, how guys handle the pressure, how guys you know, make decisions. And I, and I thought our guys just came out and really competed. And, you know, I, I thought Morrow was good and Babbitt and Darius. And even Sutherland came in and gave us some good minutes. Jensa, you know, I, I was really proud of the guys. When you, when you talk about the way that you're proud of them, what is it about their game that they've been able to show you in increased minutes and, and in new roles? One is that they're up for the challenge. You know, sometimes that's half the battle. Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe you can do it? And I thought those guys really went out and attacked guys. Um, and I like the aggression. You know, obviously down the stretch, you know, we didn't execute and we didn't make a couple plays. But, um, you know, I thought Babbitt did a good job of just going attacking his man. And um, I thought Morrow did the same thing. I thought Austin was really playing to win the game. You know, and I, and I thought that – um, I thought Jensen did a really good job on Dwight Howard. Uh, and, and you know, it, it was a lot of bright spots out there. Is it, is it hard, and I know this is the way fans are right now, is it hard to be excited about what I think is going to happen next year um, 
for you as a GM? Do you get do you get kind of locked into the day-to-day results as maybe a lot of fans do, or are you more optimistic because you see the future? I guess a combination. You know, I like to win. I don't. I don't like the. I'm not really into the moral victories, uh, but. Um, you know, you, you see, like, you know, is this a piece here that can, can help our group moving forward? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when guys get extended minutes during injuries, you get to see if they're going to be able to do it moving forward. Do you ask Monty to do anything different in these last two games that say he has already done in the last week with some of these guys? Or is will we stay the course with seeing the guys you just talked about in similar roles? Or is there, are there more twists and turns with what you might ask that group to do? I don't think there's anything else you can do. Yeah. We got limited options. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think mine's doing a good job of, you know, shuffling lineups and getting guys out there and getting them opportunities. And that's how we're getting a true evaluation. Thanks, Del. All right, thank you. Yep. All right, so the Pelicans in action tonight. We'll keep an eye on Rivers and Miller, who I'm expecting to start again, and also what kind of a role that uh, Luke Babbitt will play in tonight's game as well as the Pelicans, albeit shorthanded when you talk about the firepower that's injured right now. Take on the Oklahoma City Thunder at 7. We'll check in with James Sutherland and Melvin Eli and get their thoughts on this late, late invite to the NBA this season when we come back in the Black and Blue. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Entergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Entergy. Don't miss your last chance to see the Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center during the final two home games of the season. Come watch MVP candidate Kevin Durant and the Oklahoma City Thunder on Monday, April 14th. We wrap up the season on Wednesday, April 16th with a Southwest Division showdown against the Houston Rockets in our fantastic fan alley with a team poster giveaway. Tickets are still available for as low as $11. So call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. If you come to the game tonight or if you catch the radio broadcast or the television broadcast, there may be some folks you don't quite recognize when the Pelicans take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. There have been two young men called up from the D-League here for the Pelicans to finish out the season, one of which is James Sutherland, who has now played two games with the Pelicans at Houston and at Oklahoma City. He's played uh, 10 minutes in each of those games, and the rookie out of Syracuse uh, is averaging in the two games six and a half points per ball game. Uh, he is three for four from beyond the arc, and rebounding-wise, he's tallied three and a half rebounds per game in those 10 minutes uh, each appearance. So today, Mr. Sutherland met with the New Orleans media for the first time. Some nice minutes the other night. How do you feel like you're... Uh fitting in and adjusting? Oh, it feels great. I mean, I feel like I'm fitting in pretty well, you know, going out there, especially helping the team in quality minutes. But um, it, it was just getting ready for tonight, playing the uh, same team, OKC, and um, got staying focused. How, how have you decided to, to, to approach the short time with the Pelicans, the opportunity they've given you here, and to try to, uh, this is a young roster, mm-hmm. and there's going to be opportunities for t- players on the team next year. How have you approached this short time with the team? 
Um, basically going in there and helping people out. Um, being, being a high energy guy and knows late in the season. So everyone is, um, if not tired or mentally tired, you know, is, um, that's why I come in and basically come and bring some high energy. Has anybody on the team helped you specifically ease the transition at all? Oh, yeah. Um, Amo, uh, his email, he definitely comes and helps me out. Um, most of the guys always give me little tips here and there. But, um, you know, especially the coaches. Coaches help me out a lot. Been an easy transition for you? Or has it been a little nerve-wracking? I mean, the first coming into a team that you don't know anything about, really. Yeah. I bet it's a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, the first, the first game. After you get the first game out the way, you're fine after that. I'm just going there and... Um, it's all about, really. It's all about defense. Every the offense always come, but um, once you get in a good defensive rhythm, it feel like um, you, you could blend in real, real well. What was the conversation with Coach like when you first got here? What was the message he gave you and in instruction, I guess? Oh, actually, when I was on the court, he basically uh, told me that um, this is your dream. I said, "Yes, yeah, my dream." Do you panic in your dreams? And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> so just go out there and play basketball. What was it like for you on Friday to get like your first NBA points and to just get a, a good amount of time on the court there? Yeah. I was good. I'm glad I got that out the way off uh, <laughs> like a shot clock was going down, so I, I, had to, I had to shoot up quick. And as soon as I got those points, everything was uh, out the way. You know, the people were telling me that once you get your first point out the way, everything goes fine from there. Has it been everything that you thought it would be so far? I mean, I know it's, it's, a, it's an adjustment, but uh, playing in the NBA, you know, going against teams like Oklahoma City and, you know, has it been what you thought it would be? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, it's, growing up watching these guys play, you know, you, you kind of get uh, you get understanding what they do and you just got to go out there. Um, play team basketball and just, just, just enjoy the moment, but at the same time, know that you're here to help the team win. So Sutherland, 6'8", 215 pounds, born in 1990. Gosh, that's the year I graduated high school. Anyway, I'm sure we'll see him on the floor again tonight. We may or may not see Melvin Eli play tonight uh, as he joined the team this morning for shoot-around. Again, signed as a uh, free agent or a D-League call-up, if you will. He was with the Texas Legends this last year where he was an, a D-League All-Star. was also the oldest active player in the D-League. And, of course, we remember Melvin from his days in a Hornets uniform, 07-08 and 08-09. He has not been in the league for two years. Most recently, though, it was with the Denver Nuggets in a very limited role there. But Melvin, uh, always charismatic, also shared some time behind the microphones in front of the media this morning. Welcome back. You excited? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, you know, I had a long year in the D-League, and uh, I had the opportunity to, to play back in the NBA, even though it's for a few days. You know, you, you take the opportunity, and you do the best with it. Not an easy chat task, Rockets and uh, OKC. <laughs> not, not at all. They, they show they show brought me in when there was some heavy hitters in town, but, uh, you know, that's what you play for. Like, you, you don't want to come in and, and play against the, the – to lose the teams, you want to play against the best, and uh, you know I'm gonna take advantage of the, the two games I have. How much is it less about the teams you're playing and more about the opportunity you're getting here? I mean, it's only two games, but it for, is two games that you didn't have before. Yeah, for me, it's it's all about the opportunity. The games are just plus in my book uh, to to fight back after a couple of long years I had away, um, and uh, to to be able to get this chance, uh, you just have to you know be thankful, uh, thank God that. Uh, that he blessed you with it and uh, just worked your hardest. When you spend so much time in the league, eight years for you, and then get sent down to, to the D League and have to kind of spend a couple of years there, kind of humble you a little bit? And did oh. you, did, every time you thought this may not happen again for you? Uh, you know what? Uh, hum- humble is not the word. Uh, you need a better word to describe that one because, uh, you know, a lot of people walk around cocky, young, uh, thinking that, uh, you know, their career is going to last forever. And, uh, you know, when, when your career ends and you don't really want it to end, that, that's a sore spot on you. But if you can go out the way you want, if you 
work hard, if you, uh, you know, do everything you need to do to, to stay in shape and, 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 and to stay ready, you'll never have to touch the D-League. And, uh, and, and I learned that. Uh, I went down there. I got in the best shape of my life. I, I went from two, 275 to 245. Um, it, 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 it gets you ready. Um, they have a lot of games there, like back-to-back, bad travel. Uh, you know, you just have to suck it up and, and play your hardest. And, uh, you know, it, 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 if it doesn't humble you, it, it'll sure give you a reality check to, to where you need to be. Now, at this stage of, of the season, were you expecting a call-up or hope? <laughs> I was in my backyard barbecuing when, uh, when I heard I was coming in. Uh, <laughs> My agent told me not to tell that, but I, I mean, it was a Sunday. I was barbecuing, just came from church. Uh, it was around 5 o'clock. Uh, the Pacquiao fight was Saturday, and I tried to leave Vegas after a Pacquiao fight, or maybe where the fight is hectic. But I learned I was coming here at 6.15. My flight was at 7.35, and I made it. So, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's just a blessing. You know, it was meant for me to be here. So you, get, you didn't get to enjoy your barbecue? Not, not at all. My kids are going to eat it all up <laughs> so before I even get there. Everything. Like, it, they called me right when it finished. So, it, <laughs> my kids get to eat good, and I, I had to stick for hotel food. What kind of promises are, did, did Monty give you? None. It? None. Uh, when you come into a, a situation like this, you know, you just have to be happy for it. Um, if I come in, you, you work your butt off, especially being how old I am, and if I can still keep up and show them I can, that, that's that's all I need. Uh, I just need the opportunity. I don't need any promises. I you know, uh, like a vet going to going to training camp. Like half of us don't even have contracts. You just go in and work hard, and you treat this the same way. You were on the 0708 team here that went deep in the playoffs. Yeah. What's it like to come back here now with like a new nickname? And it seems like everything is different you, you, now. You try your hardest not to say Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> I've slipped already. Uh, but to, to to see the the hard work they put in, uh, this this isn't the team that I was a part of. Uh, they. The whole culture has changed here. Um, from when I first stepped in the gym, guys have been working hard. I got here at eight. You know, guys are already in here working hard. That would never happen with the team we had. <laughs> but uh, to, just to see the the culture change, the the work ethic, the facilities got facilities has gotten way better. I heard we're not at Alero anymore, so right. I can't wait to check that out tomorrow. Um, but uh, when when you see a team growing like this, that's what the NBA is about. You know, you take small teams, eventually they grow, they get talent, they be, they become great teams. So uh, I'm just I get I'm just happy to be a part of. How much do you think um, you're coming here as part of Monty's plan to to get these young players focused on what needs to happen next year? Because because you're an example of if it doesn't if if you don't stay on your toes and stay up in shape and and keep pushing forward, then you can end up a different place. Uh, you know what I. I I don't know if I'm a part of it, but that's, you know, part of my job is to try to be a leader. Having years under my belt and um, I won a championship with the Spurs and and, and I learned a lot from them. And, you know, every team I've even been on, even overseas, I still pass on what I learned from the Spurs. You know, how to win, how to be professional, how to take care of your body on and off the court. So if I can pass pass any knowledge to these young guys, I'm... I'm happy to do it. That's just my job. It, I think that's just every vet's job when you when you become of age and uh, you grow up. So uh, I, I haven't. I don't know if I'm part of any plans, but uh, if that's his plan, I'm gonna fulfill it. You know, any questions they they have for me, I'm gonna take care of. Okay, so coverage begins on the radio tonight at seven on the Pelicans Radio Network. Six thirty pregame coverage on Fox Sports New Orleans with Joel Myers and David Wesley tonight. Hope you'll be able to come out to the game. There's a giveaway from Beau Rivage tonight. That's a uh, Pelicans keychain. 
Daniel, you got that? Already on his keys. Very nice. Oh, and it's got the tether to it as well. All right, I like that. First 5,000, the door, get that tonight. Tickets start as low as $11 if you can make it out to uh, Smoothie King Center for tonight's tip-off. When we come back, we'll pick it up on the football side, and we'll jump back into our NFL Draft Preview Series, and we'll talk Detroit Lions with Tim Twentyman of DetroitLions.com. Every year, people whose statistics say would die from a serious health problem come to Auctioner and live. To us, nothing proves quality more than saving a life no one else could. In fact, on average, statistics say patients who come here are more likely to survive than at other hospitals in the state. Incredible outcomes aren't just happening at one hospital either. Seven of the top hospitals in the state for survival rates are Auctioner. We are also Louisiana's only hospital ranked by U.S. News & World Report in eight different specialties and number one in the country by care checks for liver transplant. It's no wonder people from all over the world come here. A higher quality of care. One more reason to choose Auctioner. And with hospitals and health centers all over the region, connecting is as easy as finding the Auctioner name. Learn more about why quality matters at auctionerquality.org. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report on this Monday, and we pick back up here on this Monday with our draft preview series. We're up to pick number 10. That means the Detroit Lions, who, uh, man, I tell you what, when you look at the Lions and see that they lost their last four and the talent that they have and some of the plans they've made here in the offseason, this is a fun conversation, and to help us with that is the senior writer from DetroitLions.com. That's Tim Twentyman. Um, happy April uh, Tax Day week for you, Tim. I, that's the thing that's on my mind here this morning as much as the NFL draft. I, I hope that you get your taxes all done here today and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that, that check went in the mail. So, you know, it's not a great week, but a, but a necessary one. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the whole check thing. Everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to get my money back. I'm like, <laughs> they'll get my money at the <laughs> last great, second. That would be great, yes. wouldn't it? Yes, I know, I know. Um, let's talk about the Lions here. This is intriguing to me because I saw a report the other day, and I can't remember who it was, but the talk was about the Lions actually moving up from 10 and going after Sammy Watkins at Clemson. And then I thought to myself, don't the Lions already have the best wide receiver in the game? And didn't they already sign Golden Tate this offseason? Can you help me clear this up a little bit? Yeah, they did. You know, Sammy Watkins was their, their number, or excuse me, uh, Golden Tate was their number one um, free agent target this year. But, you know, they really wanted to revamp that whole receiving core. I mean, Calvin Johnson has really carried that load the last couple of years, and it's taken a toll on Calvin. You know, two knee surgeries, a finger surgery this offseason. And, you know, when you're double and triple covered, um, you know, that third guy in coverage is able to kind of just unload on Calvin. And, and he's taken a lot of hits. Um, I think his body's kind of wearing on him a little bit. And, and the Lions really want to prolong his career. And, and to do that, they want to take some of the pressure off him. Golden Tate is going to be huge in that sense. But, you know, this is going to be a wide-open offense under new offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, who comes over from New Orleans. And it's going to be a lot like the New Orleans offense. And when you think about that New Orleans offense, you think of multiple receiver sets. You think spreading it out, you know, distributing the ball to a lot of different people. And I think that's what Detroit wants here. And I think that's why receivers are still in play for them. Um, and, and you got to also consider Calvin Johnson 29 years old. Um, so, you know, 
in a guy like a Sammy Watkins, one, you get a third weapon and you make that offense along with Reggie Bush and Joy Bell and Pettigrew and some of the other weapons they have, you know, probably one of the league's most explosive, but you also have, you know, a future replacement for a Calvin Johnson, which you maybe have to start considering now three, four, five years down the road. All right, Tim, now that you put it that way, this maybe makes a little more sense. So with that in mind, um, do the Lions, and I know they have multiple picks in either the third or the fourth round, um, do they have enough to realistically move up and make a play for Sammy Watkins? They do. I, you know, they, they have three picks in the fourth round. Two of those are compensatory picks, and as you know, they can't trade those. Um, but I think it, it maybe gets that, that, that earlier fourth round pick into play. And you look at 2011, they sat at number 13, and they made a play to move up to number five to try to get Patrick Peterson uh, you know, with Arizona. And Arizona eventually made that pick with Patrick Peterson at number five. But you know, the Lions offered to trade their first round throw a second round and a fourth round to move up from 13 to 5. And I think probably you're looking at similar compensation um, if you want to go from 10 to somewhere in the 2-4 range to secure a, a Sammy Watkins. Um, so they have the ammunition to do it. Um, if they end up pulling the trigger, who knows? Um, they've also got some other needs. You know, Their secondary um, could certainly be built on. They need a safety. Um, there's kind of an uncertain future with Ndamukong Sue and both and Nick Fairley. Both their two talented defensive tackles. They could certainly do a defensive tackle at number 10. Um, Donald from Pittsburgh, a, a name that kind of fits in there. Um, and then, you know, not just Sammy Watkins, but if you decide to stay at 10, as you know, this is a really, really talented wide receiver group. A guy like a Mike Evans or somebody like that, you know, may fit in at number 10 if, if you just want to stay and select and keep your picks in a deep draft. So Lions certainly have a lot of different options that can do a lot of different things. What have they solved in free agency other than Golden Tate? You know, James Ahedebo was really a need for them, a veteran safety, comes over from, from Baltimore where he had experience with, with new Lions defensive coordinator Terrell Austin, who was the defensive backs coach in Baltimore the last three years. So there's some familiarity there. And Lewis Delmas bolted Detroit for Miami this offseason. So, you know, they've, they've moved Glover Quinn, who they really like, who was kind of their first day free agent target last year, that he's going to move from strong to free. James Ahedebo is more your strong safety, that, that bruiser, that in-the-box type of safety. So, you know, he's there, and I think that helps cement their secondary a little bit. They signed Rasheen Mathis actually just today, um, a veteran guy who came in and was a starter for them last year. Um, and they've got some, some young cornerbacks they're developing. But really the big moves were Golden Tate, Rasheen Mathis, and, and James Ahedebo in free agency. Um, they didn't make a huge first-day splash like they did last year with Reggie Bush and Glover Quinn and Jason Jones and some of those other guys. Uh, but they got what they needed. Their two biggest needs were wide receiver and safety, and they addressed them. Yeah, you know, they've made some nice moves here. Uh, Tim Twentyman uh, joining us from DetroitLions.com. Uh, Tim, help me out with the Detroit Lions fans. Do they feel like this team is on track and, and, and everybody's on, on, the, on the wagon, if you will, uh, following this team? Or is there some impatience after the way the season ended? Well, I think it's always wait and see here in Detroit. I mean, you're talking about teams that have never been to the Super Bowl, haven't had a ton of success. And so, you know, you can always get excited around this time with, with free agents that we've talked about with the draft in less than a month. You know, I think maybe the most exciting thing uh, you know, about this offseason is a new coaching staff. You've got young, talented coordinators. You've got an experienced head coach in Jim Caldwell, uh, you know, a coach who's taken a team to a Super Bowl, who's won a Super Bowl as, as an assistant coach. So there's a winning culture there. there. There's somebody who knows what it takes to win. And so, you know, I think maybe that's exciting. I've talked to a number of players who, who you know, are really – 
have really bought into the message that, that Jim Caldwell is preaching, um, and I think that's where the excitement goes. It's new. Everything's new. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, coaching staff, you know, new players, new system. First time Matthew Stafford is seeing a new system. So I think that's where the excitement builds. Is There's kind of a little bit of unknown for that, and, and people are excited to see this kind of new and improved Lions team on the field. Yeah, hey, we all like new. I mean, come on. Hey, um, you brought up the coaching staff, which is a great point, Tim. Uh, we talked to the Buffalo Bills the other day, and there was some thought that maybe Buffalo is your opponent on Thanksgiving Day. What do you like about that storyline? Yeah, I wouldn't be so certain of that either. Um, you know, I, I know the, 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 the Bills website, um, you know, had that report. and I don't know if it really said Thanksgiving. I think they talked about the possibility. I'm not so certain it would be Buffalo. I think if you're um, a, a television market and you're picking opponents, um, nothing against Buffalo, certainly, but why would you pick a Buffalo market that's probably the lowest in in, in, in the TV business? You know, the, the lowest television market when you've got a Miami or maybe some other teams out there. Um, so, but but if if it if it ends up being um, Buffalo, I think you know Jim Schwartz was was the head coach here last year. He's now the defensive coordinator at Buffalo, and then you talk about two ownership um, groups that that have now passed. William Clayford um, passed here, and. Um, uh, the ownership of, of Buffalo is escaping me right now. Uh, um, yeah, but, yeah, we, we, yeah. I mean, I understand that. And, um, yeah, and he, he uh, excuse me, I, the name's just slipping me for some reason. He passed away too. So you've got maybe you, you can honor two long-standing owners in the NFL. Um, and so I think there's some storylines there. But I'll wait till the schedule comes out next week to, to, to pencil in that as, as the for sure Thanksgiving Day opponent. Yeah, the the the, the Ralph Wilson Ford thing does. Ralph Wilson, yeah, excuse me, uh, yeah. does present a different storyline there too. Um, when you when you talk about Sue, I guess there was a story the other day about voluntary workouts. Is anybody getting bent over shape, bent out of shape about that? Or well, I think some fans are. Um, you know, Jim Caldwell would certainly want him here. You talked to us last Thursday. He said this didn't blindside him. He's had multiple conversations with Adama Kinsu this offseason, um, and, and he kind of knew it was coming, but he'd certainly like all of his players to be here. But, you know, this isn't this isn't an odd thing for Adamican. He's, he's usually not here for the offseason workouts, and he's been a Pro Bowl player in three of the last four years. So if you look at it in that sense, all the players know he's going to be in terrific shape. Um, he, he's one of those guys that really takes care of his body in the offseason. He works at Nike and does all those um, things to, to stay in shape. So um, I don't think there's an issue there, but I think some fans have, you know, he doesn't have his contract yet. Um, he kind of, you know, was slow on the ball and getting an agent and, and didn't get that done before free agency. He's got a $22.4 million cap hit this year. You know, the Lions think that deal will get done, but I think there's that's a source of tension with fans. And then you're a defensive captain and you're not here for the first week of, of a new coaching staff. I think, you know, that kind of rubs some fans even more the, the wrong way. So I think, from the team standpoint, it's it's not really a big deal, but it, but it certainly has gotten play in the media and, and with fans here in Detroit. All right, Tim, let me put you on the spot real quick here, and I'm just going to wrap around to where we started. If if you had to um, had to guess, um, will the will the Lions stand pat at ten, or do you expect them to move up? Or... Oh boy, you know I think they really could go either way. I, I think they've done a lot of homework on Sammy Watkins, and I think the price is right. Um, they could certainly move up for a player like a Sammy or a Clowney if he's there at two. Um, but but I think I think the smarter money is probably staying at ten. You get a terrific player there at ten, and then you can get probably two or three more starters to a team that's that's really looking to add some depth and fill some holes around some of the needs that they had in off season. So I wouldn't put it past them to move up. Martin Mayhew is certainly proven in the past that he's willing to do that. 
Um, but I think smart money is them staying at 10 and selecting a terrific player there. Good stuff. Nice report. Appreciate it, Tim, very much. Hey, uh, I know we can All get right, guys, anytime. Yeah, I know we can get your stuff on DetroitLions.com. What about Twitter, though? Uh, at T20Man. Oh, perfect. Just uh, as it sounds, too. 20 Man, yep. right? Okay, 20 Man? Yep. At er- T-W-E-N-T-Y-N-I-N, at T-20, man. Perfect, perfect. Tim 20, man, from DetroitLions.com. He's their senior writer. Appreciate it, Tim. And uh, we'll be watching as we get uh, the Lions on the clock there at number 10, or maybe we'll see them sooner. (laughs) Have a great offseason, Tim. All right, guys. Should be fun. All right, thanks so much. We'll wrap up today's Black and Blue Report right after this. Dan Evans reporting live on the street for Newsbeat. People all across Louisiana are going crazy over getting their refund check. Reporter dude, I just got my refund check totally awesome. It seems a bit early to be getting a tax refund check, but wait, I just got word from the control room that refund check is a new scratch-off from the lottery where you could win up to $4,000. You can get your refund check at any lottery retailer, but you must be at least 21 to purchase. Refund check from the lottery rocks. Dude. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, we'll continue our NFL Draft Preview Series and talk Tennessee Titans on the Tuesday show. We'll also wrap up what we hope is a, a thrilling ball game between the Pelicans and the Thunder tonight at Smoothie King Center. Otherwise, it's time for us to kind of say goodbye. We want to thank, of course, Tim Twentyman from DetroitLions.com, Melvin Eli, James Sutherland, and Del Demps, general manager of the Pelicans, for being on today's program. Daniel Sowerson is our producer, and uh, he will be back with us tomorrow as well. Hope you will uh, join us for the uh, podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Don't forget about the broadcast tonight uh, on both radio and television, and perhaps uh, you'll come by and say hello if you come to the game in person. Have a great rest of your Monday. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.